0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio. You know, every fourth Thursday, we get super excited. Nancy and I love this. We get to go on the Jefferson Highway virtually. We love traveling the highway. We haven't done all of it because you know what? It goes from Winnipeg to New Orleans or from New Orleans to Winnipeg. And there's so many amazing places. There's so Mm -hmm. much history to experience. There's a whole ton of food. There's parks and nature. There's history. There's just so many stories it's insane and we've been doing this podcast for uh over a year now i think two i can't i don't know mm-hmm. i don't almost a year and a half almost two years and uh we do this every fourth thursday in conjunction with the jefferson highway association and if it wasn't for the jefferson highway association this highway wouldn't have been built Start back in nineteen fifteen, which uh was all spearheaded by the editor of Better Homes and Garden magazine because he understood that people moving up and down a highway meant tourism for farming communities and right. we all understand we want a good road trip and road trips are back, baby, and this is a good one. And today we're going to go virtually to Louisiana. Uh Nancy, we love this state, don't we? We oh, absolutely yeah. adore <laughs> Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And um we're gonna go to Natchitoches, Louisiana. We're gonna go to Alexandria, we're gonna go to New Orleans. We've got some amazing guests. And um, everyone, JeffersonHighway.org. Rogers uh Bell, the president's normally here, is not with us tonight. Um, but he wants us to promote that website, JeffersonHighway.org. Feel free to become a member. Uh so let's start off with the one of the board members, Arlene Gould, uh, who got us involved with the Jefferson Highway because she's good like that. <laughs> and she's also the executive director yeah, yeah. of the Natchitoches Convention and Visitor Bureau. And Natchitoches is the oldest city in Louisiana and one of our most favorite cities on the planet. Everywhere we've been in the world, this is one of our favorite cities. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a city, but it is the oldest city in the state of Louisiana, the um, very cool. first French settlement. So mm. Natchitoches.com is a website, which is N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com. Did I get it right, Arlene? You got it. <laughs> We had lots of practice, but welcome back. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for having us on tonight to talk about uh, Jefferson Highway and a few uh, stories in time for Halloween season.
0: Yes, we're doing hauntings, not just Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just on the travel side, we're talking about some haunted history on a highway. You know, we've all heard those stories like a ghost appears over a bridge Mm -hmm. over in Louisiana. It might be a bayou bridge. That you're driving over and some, you know, little lady just steps out in front of your car. The vision is, pretty, you know, this, is like hel- hologram like woman or a girl and you stop mm. and then she's not there. Don't go over the bridge. There's alligators down there. Um, but we're going to talk about some really cool haunted history. Um, Arlene, um, you guys were the host of one of the very first conferences for the highway association in, in respect of modern times, not back in the
1: 19, or maybe
0: there was one back then. I don't I'm know. I'm
1: not sure if What's there one? was, but in 2019, Natchitoches was proud to host the international conference for the Jefferson Highway Association. And um we, we had a great time uh, introducing so many travelers. I think we had people from 12 different States, three cool. different countries, and mm. uh, one of our one of our beloved community members, miss Sadie Dark, she was probably ninety eight years old uh she was at the conference and just is bringing you know just delightful wow. and she had wrote a scrapbook when back in when she was uh at Northwestern University that is still at Northwestern University. It's copyrighted, but it was a scrapbook that she and her brother uh Mr. Buddy Maggio uh had had helped her with and so uh we we recognize Miss Sadie but Natchitoches has some wonderful stories and some wonderful people and we're very happy to sponsor this show for Jefferson Highway and look forward to the conference coming back to Louisiana in April of 2024 uh next year Mm -hmm. in Alexandria Louisiana so um If uh, those interested in coming, make plans, mark your calendar, April 24th through the 27th in Alexandria, Louisiana. Cool. Hop, hop, skip, and a jump from Natchitoches, less than an hour away.
0: And not far even from New Orleans, your home city. We're going to be talking about New Orleans, too. But uh, in Natchitoches, uh, we're going to go over to NSU and welcome Shane Propel. Welcome, Shane. How are you?
2: Oh, doing great. Thank you very much. Excited to talk about, uh, one of the oldest traditions and stories that we have at the university. So looking forward Ooh. to sharing some, some spooky stuff with everybody this evening.
0: We love that. Uh. And I believe that, um, your campus, you also had a tourist camp back in the day. You know, before you were born, tourists were hanging out on the campus and camped yes, there. Yes.
2: <laughs> I, I think, uh, where the site of the current library is, uh, that area was the location for that tourist camp
0: wow so they were car camping back in the day like really hanging out and just driving and you got to think back to 1915 1920 30s like driving in those cars that don't have air conditioning like we have now and (laughs) everybody getting in and then saying hey let's pull over that looks like a nice tourist camp let's go camping um Arlene, seriously, that's amazing, right? When you think about it right how- and
1: that that tourist camp we actually dedicated a sign there recently to mark the uh, spot where the tourist camp was, and it actually opened in July of nineteen twenty two so just over a hundred oh, years ago, it was a tourist wow. camp. so yeah, I love you it. I the location
2: I love it. right, Arlene. I'm sorry. Did I have the location right?
1: You do. It's directly in front. The sign dedication is right where the Watson Library stands today. That is correct. Awesome.
0: It's so cool. Mm. It's so cool. I mean, yeah. I I just love these travel stories. And I'm especially, you know what, universities, dorms, campuses always have a ghost. Um, We're going to talk about that in a little bit, so everybody stay tuned. We also have Mm -hmm. Shirley Ingram from Alexandria, uh, from the Alexandria Pineville, uh, Louisiana's uh, Convention Visitor and Bureau. Uh, You can go to alexandriapinevillela.com. Welcome back, Shirley. How are you?
3: Well, I'm doing wonderful, and it is a delight to be back with uh, you you all and get a chance to talk about the Jefferson Highway again and uh, about some of our resident ghosts And haunter, oh. uh, hauntings here in central Louisiana We have uh, we have some interesting stories About some uh, people who were just a bit of a renegade uh, And um, you know uh, The spots on, on a leopard just don't change much uh, If you're a renegade when you're young You are when you're older too And I'm going to tell you a story about William Lloyd, who uh, was the builder of Lloyd Hall Plantation, if we're ready to get into the stories,
0: well, not yet, not yet. We got to bring another guest on. So, but you got—I know that is some crazy history. Nancy and I have been to Lloyd uh, Plantation. Uh Thanks to you, and um, I want to tell you though that we did go to the Bayou Rapide Cemetery, which I believe is Uh a National Historic Landmark as well. And um, when. When we first came to Alexandria the very first time, so I think it was 2013, 2014, when we went to Natchitoches, right. same visit. And you know that I couldn't get out of the back seat of the car. I got stuck in my seatbelt thing, held me in. Do you know that? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? No, I did
3: not know that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then, they,
3: wow. Wonder we, we had to, was it work there. We were yeah. right
0: outside the Boyd Cemetery section yeah, where the funny. founder of Boyd, the town Boyd, um was that wow. he's got like a little fenced off family area um right right of of the of the cemetery and i mean i don't know he's like you're staying in your car you ain't getting out and taking photos of us get out <laughs> but then i got out, get out, out I, know. Very interesting.
3: I know i know. I always think more about those characters uh when they were alive I know the ladies so. that run that cemetery and they they know most of their character, their are people who are who are who are buried and they know about their families. So I'll be checking I, yeah. that one out. Yeah. yeah, that was
0: because you have a a soldier from the Revolution War buried in there too, as I recall. And um, yeah, that's a very historic cemetery. And then Natchitoches, Arlene, what? You've got the oldest cemetery in the, the Louisiana Purchase, right? Am I getting that
3: right? This yes, time?
1: the American Cemetery. Um, it's, uh, right there in the historic district at, near the original site of the fort, Fort St. Jean Baptiste from the early 1700s. But, uh, it's a, be- it's actually a beautiful cemetery. Mm. It's really, it is beautiful. And, uh, part of Steel Magnolias was filmed
0: in there. Just saying. Um, it was, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And the the movie itself was filmed in negative. So folks should know about that. I want to bring our next guest on is Kathleen Walls. Uh You hear her on Big Blender Radio now. And uh, she's a travel writer and author. She's been on our show actually quite a few times. And we always talk about alligators. But today we're going to talk about ghosts. <laughs> um, she, go to her website, katywalls.com. It's K-A-T-Y, katywalls.com for a book. She writes a lot of travel guides, um novels, some mysteries, some true crime. But uh, today, I'm just going to touch on some ghost stories from New Orleans. But welcome back, Katie. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. It's good to have you back. And how hmm. many ghost books do you have now? Are these stories like from your travels? I have three that, that are it.
4: focused on the ghost stories. And the host with ghosts is all of the, the southeast, so it has the New Orleans ghost stories in it. Mm. And I have two oh. favorite ones there. One is the Voodoo Museum, which is was started by a former brother-in-law of mine. And actually, the man who's running it today is also a former brother-in-law. And the uh, St. Rock Cemetery, which everybody misses because it's not out there in the French Quarter. But it's got my favorite ghost story there. Ooh. One of my
0: and host That's with what ghosts. I, I like host. that. Because that also... Gets into bed and breakfast, right? In right. Well, I focused on the,
4: either bed and breakfast or a hotel. And then from there, branched out to tell all of the other stuff in the, in that city that has ghost stories and worked in a few things that don't quite have ghost stories. But mm. it, it focuses on the ghost stories in the hotel. Montelion was the hotel that I focused on in New Orleans. But so many of them do have ghost stories besides Montelion. Okay. Yeah, because
0: ghosts like to be around other people and and it's warmer mm-hmm. in a hotel than outside. So they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> come well, on they could, in. They could mess with you. I know. And, you know, but that's the thing. <laughs> Bed and breakfast, they always have those rumors. And then you stay there mm-hmm. and you wonder, is it going to happen? Are you going to get the bump in the night? You kind of want it, then you go, don't oh, do it, but you do don't deep do down. It. You know you want that experience, even <laughs> if it scares the willies off of you, you know. Um, but, but Katie, let's start with that. Tell us about the one from from the hotel in in New Orleans.
4: Well, the beyond on is one of the oldest hotels, and it's still family-owned, and they have some fantastic ghost stories in there. Uh, they have at least 12 ghosts that they know of, Uh mm. varying different times. One of the, the saddest stories there is a little boy, Maurice. And Maurice's family, his mother and father, were going to the opera, and they took a carriage, and coming home, they were the carried the horse bolted and the father was killed instantly and the mother died a short time later sort of grieving and the little boy was left he was with the nanny at the hotel and of course he lived to grow up but he always missed his parents and the story is is that the little boy about 10 years old is seen at the hotel on the 14th floor which was the room they were staying in and hmm. uh, he's coming back sort of searching for his family yeah. Wow, wow, wow it wow. so just keeps going and my other wow. one of my other favorites there has to do with saint rock cemetery uh and then the neat story I don't know if I bet only knows the story these saint rock cemetery, the uh priest who came there was in eighteen seventy four and there was a yellow fever epidemic going on, and he promised st rock if none of his parishioners died he would build a cemetery and a chapel in st roxana and supposedly no one in his parish died don't know if that's true but anyway Uh uh, after the epidemic he built the st rock cemetery and in the very back of the cemetery there's a chapel and in the chapel you go in there and it's open to the public all the time they never lock it and there's pathetic limbs eyeballs uh, oh, wheelchairs God. Things that people supposedly supposed to be afraid To say rock and were cured And of course there's several ghosts Probably there But the most famous one is a ghost dog And oh, they God. see this huge black dog Roaming around the cemetery And people have gotten pictures of it And videos But when you kind of corner the dog He disappears on you So they kind of know he's a ghost dog But they oh, don't my know gosh. why he's there or who hmm. <laughs> But he's kind of an interesting ghost well, you
0: know what? Because black dogs turn up in folklore all the time as being mm-hmm. haunted, and um, uh huh.
4: Well, black so cats as well. Black cats and black mm-hmm. dogs. I yeah. think it's Marie because, Laveau you know, is supposedly seen very often around her house on Saint Anne Street, and sometimes she's seen in the in the as a either a crow or a snake or a black cat. Oh <laughs> wow!
0: Okay, so Arlene, I know you're from uh, New Orleans originally. Okay. Do any of these stories ring true from from growing up there? Yes. (laughs) They do
1: sound familiar. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, especially the one from the Hotel Monteleon. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's that's one that I'm very familiar with. And I want to say that I've been to that St. Rock uh, uh, church years and years and years ago. It's been a long time, but... um, I mean like before Katrina, so <laughs> Right. Well everything but her, Katrina exactly. was exactly before or after, you know, that's how we use yeah. your time now. But uh yeah. Of course New well, Orleans is full of ghost stories. I mean, just look at the just look at the history, you know. Yeah. Are um. you familiar with
4: the Voodoo Museum? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you know, cool. Jerry can all Charles? Did you? No, I haven't one?
1: been there. Oh gosh, it's been yeah. 15, 20 years, probably 20 years since I've been there.
4: Well, I Jerry was was the younger brother. Easy. He's running it, but Charles was the yeah. one who founded it. And Charles was the most interesting person. He knew everything about 18th, 19th, 17th century. New Orleans but he probably didn't know who was president I mean he's like he lived in the past and if you go to the museum today there's a huge picture of Marie Laveau wearing the tijon but the free women of color had to wear it white Uh women were jealous and they didn't want them showing off the hair so they made them wear these tijons and uh, he painted this beautiful picture of her he was an artist he was very versatile he was a lot of things Mm. but there's a really interesting story behind that museum too
0: well, hmm. I want to, I want to I wanna move on a little bit and, and, go back up to Natchitoches, uh, because okay. Natchitoches, Arlene, um, there's a lot of stories we heard, like, you know, when you go to Magnolia Plantation, which is part of Cane River Creole National Historical Park, um, like the blacksmith, uh, area of that, cause uh, oh. everyone, Cane River Creole National Historical Park, number one is where, why we ended up in Natchitoches and now they can't get rid of us. <laughs> like we got there, we met Arlene and we met everyone, and and went all over and said, "That's it." Like this is, like you know, one of those special places. But the Magnolia Plantation, and it does have a vibe. I don't know. Maybe uh-huh. it's just because I heard stories and, beforehand.
1: And, it, and it's it, mainly at the big house. It's not yeah. on. It's not on the grounds so much where they have the general store and the old barn, but uh, at the big house itself during the Civil War. Uh, I think that the caretaker or something is known to come back, and uh, you know that's the haunting that they talk about. Is that the caretaker from from you know the the plantation during the Civil War? He was killed there, but um, but his spirit still lives on.
0: Wow, wow! So everyone, both yeah, and there's Oakland Plantation and Magnolia. And Magnolia was on like a ghost hunting show or something like that too. I yeah. think.
1: Shane, and then do, you remember, do you remember so much a little bit about that when they were here? I know they filmed down there at Magnolia and they did do and They even filmed a movie with Chris Christopherson down there called, so uh, Nancy. called For Sale wow. by Owner. And it was a scary movie. I, I gotta say. Well, but yeah, I just thought of Chris Christopherson being there. But um, yeah. Yeah, mm. I
2: remember when they filmed that episode and the lights would come on in the slave cabins and. Uh, I think it was Miss Betty Herzog told the story about um, the the ghosts that would appear, yeah, um, uh-huh. you know, at the steps in the foyer and things like that. Yeah, oh wow! It was,
1: it was the Herzog family that still owns it, uh, basically the main house, mm. uh, but all the other parts of the plantation primarily are, is part of the Cane River Creole mm. National Historical Park. So very cool. And by the way, speaking
0: of hotels and bed and breakfast, we stayed at Sugar Cane, Sugar Sweet Cane Inn.
4: Sweet cane, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, you guys have sugar cane in Louisiana. I keep going to sugar cane because, like, I grew <laughs> up on it. It's delicious and good for you, not your dentist. But, um, the, the that B&B was supposedly haunted. Um, there are some rumors of it. Uh-huh. You say. Yeah. And so, you know, I kind of picked up a couple vibes, not saying it happened, but, um, I don't know. I kind of think there might be a little, you know, Casper running around. You know, have you heard that about the sweet Canaan? That maybe the sweetness, you know, on top of just excellent service. Um, they, from the they probably
1: people. do have a spirit because it's an, it's an old house from the 1800s. Uh-huh. But, um, uh, but you know what? It's a, it's a beautiful house and, and calm to me. When I worked out at Melrose Plantation, people used to say, Oh, you're not afraid to work down here. And I'm like, afraid of what? Because sometimes I'd be out there for hours by myself alone on the grounds. I was never afraid. I was always at peace at those places because it was just a calming kind of a uh, environment and and just mm. peaceful and beautiful property, you know.
0: Oh, okay. Wait. Well, let's go to Lloyd Hall Plantation. Surely <laughs> <laughs> well, we went there, and yes, then my- like the story is I don't know. Woo! And they and um, I know they do weddings and everything out there, and and very popular for it, and oh. and it's a beautiful. Grounds yes. are beautiful. The 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 plantation home and and I mean all it of it is. is gorgeous. And there's nurseries all around. It is a beautiful area just outside Alexandria. Um, but there are some really freaky stories about this
3: dude. Lord, and, Lord Hall has a has a list of uh, of named ghosts, and of course, probably the uh, most prominent one would be. Uh, the ghost of William Lloyd, who was the uh, uh, owner of the house, and he actually built it in 1820. Um, but William Lloyd was part of the Lloyds of London family uh, and lived in England. But he was a bit of a rascal and, and got the uh, uh, family all riled up at him because he was uh, um, stealing money <laughs> uh, and, um, <laughs> from, from his uh, from his uh, associates, and um, they, uh, the family told him that he would have to, they would give him his portion of the the, the Lords of London uh, fortune if he would leave England and never return, wow. so that's what that's what he did. I mean, he was ousted from England, and somehow we wound up with him here in central Louisiana, and, um, you know, he was a, a rascal back then, and uh, then along came the Civil War, and uh, he was he was still a rascal. He knew that um, he didn't know who was going to win the war. He didn't know if the Union Army or the Confederate Army would win the war, so he became a double spy. He would go <laughs> to the Union uh, encampment and tell them what the Confederates were doing. And then vice versa. He would later go to the Confederate encampment and tell them what the Union Army was doing. But the Union Army got wise to what he was doing and went to his house and uh, confronted him with his uh, double spy business and... uh, they, they tarred and feathered him and Ooh. hung him from an oak tree in his own yeah. front yard yeah. for yeah. all the world to see. What happens to? Yeah, no wonder he's still it, roaming around.
0: Isn't there a story about because wow. where they tarred and feathered is not kind of near where the flag is at the edge of the driveway? As I, rec- I mean, this was over like this was over about ten years ago since we were there. Um story about. By the way, now? we're really skinny now. But anyhow, no, just kidding. But but isn't there a story about where he was buried, like things moving and changing or something?
3: Oh yes, they they will find things moved in the house all the time. You you know, they may uh, have set up uh for a tour group coming in and they have this house all set up with with china and silverware and uh, when everybody sits down, there are some place settings that all of a sudden the silverware is missing or, you know, the fork and spoon have been switched sides. But it, it, it's just just to mess with you, let you know they're there, you know. Wow. So, wow. Uh, Maybe but, on, uh, his
0: tombstone, but, on his tombstone, he just put, I'll be back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, does he even have a tombstone? Maybe How about so. that? I mean, does he yeah. even get that? Did he get that? I I mean, if he was tarred and feathered, is he buried anywhere? I
3: don't know. We don't have a clue. uh, That he's not buried on the grounds, at least. I do know that. But where where and if he is buried, I do not know. Wow. I don't know the answer to that. Wow. Wow.
0: Now, what what about Hotel Bentley? Is that also haunted?
3: Well, they say that it is haunted by its owner as well, Mr. Joseph Bentley and he was also another uh, personality uh he was a, a lumber baron made his made his hmm. money in the lumber industry lumber was king in this area at that time hotel bentley was built in uh 1907 and 08 opened in 1908 and uh the the story goes that um joseph bentley came into town on saturday after a hard day of work in a, in a sawmill and uh, couldn't get a room because he was he was just not dressed properly, he had his overalls on, and he was dirty. And besides that, he had his dog with him. And uh, this hotel would not rent him a room. So he told wow. him that was okay. He would build his own hotel where everyone was welcome. And uh, he built an incredible hotel. The beauty of this hotel is second to none even in Europe. It's just stunningly beautiful. And uh, he brought in building materials from all over the world. And uh, so um, the story is that, and William Lloyd never, not not William Lloyd I'm sorry I'm jumping from stories uh Joseph Bentley never married he always lived there in the hotel and actually died on the third floor there in the hotel uh and and that hotel was his life uh along with his banks that he owned and lumber companies and you know he was a very wealthy man (laughs) but uh he um he makes sure we know that he's still around they say he uh wanders the halls of, of the, the Bentley. Uh, I worked at the Bentley until my age now, back in the 1980s, and um, I personally never came in contact with uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Bentley, but um, they say that um, late at night um, they, see, um, they see the ghost moving about. There's also a story about a young a young girl who fell down an elevator shaft, and oh. they say she she is uh, one of the characters uh, or the ghost that lives there in a the hotel. Uh, wow! And don't don't the, make any elevator jokes. Child.
0: Do not uh, make any no, elevator no joking no, no in the no elevator, <laughs> no elevator jokes. Yeah, I, I I yeah, that's kind of freaky, and especially a child. You know, um, right. we, exactly. we, we were up in exactly. Natchitoches and went from Natchitoches, um, you know, doing the Louisiana no man's land, uh, uh, we were just traveling around and, and went to Manny. And it's Manny, right? And cause you know how I pronounce right. everything so well. Manny, yeah. right? you? Okay. Cause you know, before I'd say many, but it's Manny. <laughs> um, and we're out in Toledo Bend area and, um, uh, we, well, number one, we went to DeRitter, and there's a Gothic jail out there. But um, the, the, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's it. <laughs> that hey, is bad. is DeRitter part of the highway, Arlene? Now that I've just completely segwayed no. off of what? No, I was not say. the
1: Jefferson Highway. It's part of No Man's Land, but not on the Jefferson Highway. Oh. It's all the way to the west side of the uh, state. The Jefferson okay. Highway primarily runs Shreveport down to Natchitoches. Down to Pineville and Alexandria, Baton Rouge, and
0: then to uh, New Orleans. Oh, so it goes mm-hmm. through Baton Rouge. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, forget my stories then. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, but, but I find it, I find it fascinating because you no, know, there, are, there are stories all over where you, you know, you travel, oh, um, dig them up, um, if you want. I didn't say that. Um, but, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move over, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say that either. <laughs> we want to go to NSU um, to to talk to Shane, uh, Shane, because there's this thing. You know, I went to boarding school, and I remember having to kneel on my knees all night long for talking too much. Go figure. Um, and and oh, there you kneel go. against the wall, and then everybody would tell the story of the nun ghost, and then you you know you're like. Oh, no, no, no. But at 2 in the morning when your knees are dying and you really want to go back to bed and people are literally asleep, you're starting to think about that ghost. And I kind of feel like Isabella might have a little bit of something of that in some ways for students first checking in to NSU, right? Exactly, uh,
2: exactly. And I, I I sort of feel that's how this story and this legend got started was exactly that by the first group of students who arrived at the university when it opened in November of 1885, you know, they're, they're huddled together in uh, this oh. old mansion that had become a convent that had become a school. Um, and so all the, the creaky noises and, you know, one of the older students, you know, they can't sleep and sort of tells the story uh, of a nun, you know, who was there at the convent before they arrived there uh, as students so this legend is great. It has so many components and it's, it's interesting the way that the ghost is sort of alive, uh, as ironic as that sounds on the campus. So it, a lot of different pieces that span a long time. So I'll try to tell it as succinctly as possible, just because it's, it's so rich and it's so good. So the legend is that, you know, back when NSU was a convent, there was this beautiful French maiden from South Louisiana and had all sorts of suitors. But her favored one, uh, the one that she loved, was killed in a duel or in the Civil War, depending on what version of the story that you hear. But it's agreed upon that he, he was killed. So after he's killed, she goes and she becomes a nun at the Sacred Heart Convent. Uh, she's moody. She's very depressed. She's uh, reclusive. She doesn't interact with the other nuns. And she ventures out at night, uh, weeping for the loss of her lover. Uh, and then one night during a violent storm, you know, Isabella takes a knife and she stabs herself in the heart on the third floor of the convent. And she's discovered the next morning by the nuns with a bloody left handprint on the wall where she grasped the wall as she fell to her death in the room. Mm-hmm. And so this this story begins that at night you can hear Isabella or the little nun, as she was called in, uh, weeping over the loss of her lover so these students arrive and begin telling this story uh and they're in the bullard mansion the bullard mansion is torn down 1913 the columns are left which now serve as the symbol of the university and after it's torn down east hall which is a, a dormitory they begin hearing things going on uh you know in in the rooms and hear crying at night and strange noises and so they're very much determined that the nun has moved from Bullard Hall over to uh, East Hall. And so East Hall becomes sort of the home of the ghost um, until it is torn down. And then at an assembly, the president of the college, he is talking to the students and he mentions and says, you know, I think it, I'm a little surprised that the students haven't welcomed the school ghost to her new home. Uh, which would be the music building, you know, wink, wink, hint, hint. That's the the new oldest building on campus. Um, And I'm not quite sure that he imagined the way that the students would welcome uh, the nun to her new new home. So this is 1926. Uh, We have a written account from a student who was there. She wrote it 1929. And so the students are there. It's late at night. Uh, They're in their dorms. They're leaving for the Easter break the next morning. And so at midnight, the campus bell starts tolling um, and they wait. Students wake up. And they're like, oh, my goodness, there must be a fire or, or something's happening. So they get up and they're looking out the windows and suddenly they see all of these students, male students, dressed up as ghosts running all over campus. And they're going and they're hitting the windows and they're you know scaring all of the students and they're running in the dorms and tripping and falling <laughs> over each other.
0: No, that's uh, funny.
2: <laughs> they, yeah, they tied the night watchman to his chair. Oh, um, boy. the university <laughs> president's out there, you know, trying to, trying to catch one of the students and the girls are screaming, you know, yo, you know, for him to get away so he's not caught. Night watchman gets out, fires shots, you know, to scare the students off. Um, and that is sort of the beginning of this tradition where the students are involved in moving the ghost to her new home, which would be the oldest building on campus anytime. The oldest building is um, destroyed. And so she lives in the music building for a while. It's torn down. And so the next oldest building is Caldwell Hall. Well, again, at midnight, and this is 1949, uh, the horn on top of the power plant starts blaring at midnight. Um, and so it wakes all hmm. the students up. And so they're looking to see what in the world is going on. And they see a group of students escorting the ghost to the new home, a student dressed up as a ghost with a sheet and a ball and chain. And then, uh, the next morning they find a bloody handprint, uh, in on the building, uh, with a letter from the ghost. And there's actually a copy of the letter in the university archives. Um, and I went and found it as cool. a student was able to read it. And it's, it's really cool. And the letter, the lover is killed in the civil war. So that's the version that mm. they decided to go with then. So 1982, mm. and Arlene, you may have been around when this happened when Caldwell what? Hall burned down.
1: I do remember when it burned down.
2: Yeah. So oh. Caldwell Hall, which was the first brick building on campus, it was beautiful, too, if you see uh, photos of it. So Isabella haunts the third floor of Caldwell. Um, the window that overlooks the columns, which are the remains of the Bullard Mansion, is sort of her her haunt and where students claim to see her in the window. So one night Caldwell catches on fire um, firemen report that the window, the third floor window opens and closes several times during the fire. And it's one of two windows that are left um, that weren't destroyed during the fire. So Isabella's window is one of those. So a couple weeks oh. later it's Halloween, you know, and the students are like, what do we <laughs> do? The campus was very sad over the loss of this, this beautiful building it was the main academic building. And so they decide, you know what, we're going to have a ceremony to move the ghost to her new home. So they contact this paranormal expert in California Uh to figure out how to properly move a ghost
0: had to be yes, California, so. I'm just saying, and we're from there, yeah. so I can say it, but that's it had so to funny. be California, yeah. but you have a voodoo museum down the road, I'm just saying, but anyway, that's sorry. So, funny. Yeah. Oh,
2: no, sorry. No, no. so they, they gather at the remains of Caldwell Hall, and then they move over to the building that's next to the columns, Warren Easton, and a student representing the ghost appears. And the university oh. president and a group of like almost a thousand students all dressed up in Halloween costumes and carrying candles escort the ghost to her new home, which is the old women's gym. And again, bloody left hand print is left um, and oh. they leave an offering for the ghost, uh, which is a coupon for pizza. You know, that's what <laughs> this is what you eat on the college campus. Uh, a bottle, do. yeah, exactly. A bottle of blue nun wine, which is appropriate. No, that's hysterical. Yes. <laughs> <What I mean? laughs> uh, an NSU sweater and a um, a Ouija board.
3: Oh my so gosh!
2: That that becomes <laughs> the the home of, of of the ghost, and you know she's there. She's very much part of the campus lore, uh, very integrated into student life there. Well, then the building catches on fire. And so they are able to save this building, unlike Caldwell Hall. And so in 2001, they reopened the building. It's part of the uh, Department of the Interior. It's the National Center for Preservation Technology and Training, called the NCPTT. Well, Hmm. a guy named Robert Crew, um, who was a fraternity brother of mine, he was the executive assistant of the president there, he says, you know what, she may have been driven away from all the renovation work and the fire, so we're hmm. going to have a ceremony to welcome her back to her new renovated home. Um, so Halloween night, 2001, they have another ceremony. Uh, students, faculty, uh, administrators, they gather around the columns, you know, that that original home of Isabella, the convent, the symbol of the university. And then they escort her back uh, to her new home. There's the bloody handprint. Um, and then they end up placing a plaque in the building. Um, and the handprint that they use is the student um, who who stood in for the ghost in 1982 for that original moving ceremony to um, cool. the Women's gym. Wow.
0: which she's mm.
2: now a professor at the university. Uh, she's an art professor and um, so it's it's really mm. cool to have that have that connection. And so you can go to the building and you can see the plaque and the employees there say you know that they'll be in the building and they'll hear footsteps on the second floor when they know there's nobody up there so there there are still reports of things that are that are going on involving uh our campus ghost but oh. she you know she's been mentioned in the student handbook since the 1950s the 1957 yearbook was dedicated to her uh, she's taught an orientation the campus map that i received when i was a student had the ghost on there um, there's a portrait of her in the student union that the Student Government oh, Association cool. uh commissioned. Uh and then during Halloween, uh there's a thing called Chasing Isabella where clues are posted and there's a little ghost that's hidden on campus, and students mm-hmm. can win money if they find her, and the the amount decreases every day that they don't find her. Um and then now there's that new plaque that was just put on campus. Uh, from the Center of Louisiana Studies, the Legends and Lore. So uh, mm. very much, uh, a part of the campus wow. beyond just a story. She has very much integrated into, uh, the life of that university there. And I think that's what makes it very, very special.
0: That's, she's kind of like the mother mm. in a yeah, way. Exactly. But, exactly. but all these buildings burning down. Raise my one eyebrow up, going, hmm. right. you know, you know, yeah. and, and the bloody hand, I, you know, um, it's a weird yeah. segue, but going, you, know, I, she seems like a mommy of it, you know, I'm just saying, but, um, I remember when we were at Kent House, uh, plantation in Alexandria, Shirley, and, um, I think it was it was it Patty or Patsy that took us around, um, and. It was such a wonderful tour of this plantation. The history was fascinating. And she showed they where... They did great job there. They did. And there, you can mm. see handprints of where the slaves had built these bricks. You know, yeah. Made the bricks
3: oh, for, the, for the plantation. Sure now, built do you right think there there's a ghost the there?
0: Is there a ghost in well, Kent House? Um,
1: they don't... F-
3: the tours at Kent House do not focus on, on the ghosts. However... Mm-hmm. If you can get some of the tour guides off to themselves,
4: <laughs> they can tell you
3: a few stories. And and you I have I, a lot I'm, of twenty dollar bills. I'm just that. saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: Well, yeah, they I mean, will.
3: Yeah, they, they don't they don't have names for for the ghosts that they see, but uh, um, they they do have stories about ghosts uh, at, at Lloyd Hall. I mean, mm. I mean, mm. at at Kent Plantation House.
0: Yeah, there, this but, is. I I really hope people go and they go to the conference for Jefferson Highway and, and just travelers really go to these plantations so because the history is. It's not something to close your eyes to. It's something to open up and learn about mm. because there's it's multifaceted. Absolutely. It's complex. It's complicated, but it's um, these places do such a good job to give you a very um good understanding of what really happened and have you know Excellent. historical you know you know facts behind it. Um exactly. now we can't all say a hundred percent about ghosts because everybody would think would be a little bit loony, but I'm gonna say there's ghosts everywhere. There are ghosts. um <laughs>
3: so <laughs> well, had are. Our,
0: we've, now we've had our experience as an old mountain town in California And we moved into this cabin after uh, a Native American lady had been living there. And she had a dead coyote head and skin out to the front door. And she told us that she was maybe not, you don't want to do this. There's bad spirits in there. We're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And we moved in. But it wasn't shortly afterwards we had our own experience in that Wow! Quite a few, quite a few, and yeah, more than one. And seriously, this is one night. This shadow formed over my head, and the cat, the cat went under the covers like she was frozen. And I looked up, and and the smoky thing. I'm like, oh my god, the cabin's on fire. And it turned into a guy's face, and he just smiled and winked, and then he went away. So the next day, I talked to the landlord and I drew it. I drew the face, and he goes, Oh my god, that's my fuck That's my who? His father, father. died oh, on the property. Word. So yeah. I was like, Okay, that's it. I'm out of, I'm yeah. out of but, here. But there's, there's, I think, I think <laughs> all these places. It there, was weird. That's the thing. There's places wow. that have this, and it's how can yeah. you not think about it? any place that is built has had someone's footprint
2: mm-hmm.
0: there at some point? Yeah. You know, um, even animals can, can haunt places, you know? So I think it's, yeah. it's, what you know, cool. all these stories. I mean, I know someone who writes the ghost stories of the Southeast from animals mm-hmm. like dogs, cats, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's wow. fascinating. Katie, I, I wanted to go back to you because
4: I think you had one more story for us. Yes, how about the Burry God Key's house? That's one of the most haunted ones in New Orleans. Uh, mm. Of course, the most famous ghost there was Burry God, who he never owned the house. People think it was his house. He rented it after the Civil War. And years ago, God, I remember hearing the story as a kid, uh, this gentleman wanted to find out if there really was any haunting to the house, and he spent the night in there, and overnight his hair turned white. And when he came out, he told the story. Uh, two, there were two different ghost stories that people have supposedly seen in there. And one is mm. the, like the reenactment of the, the uh, uh, Battle of Shiloh, which was Burgard's mm. first big loss. And the other one was a ball. And Burgard was rem- married to his, I think, second wife in that house, Um and that ties into my film because my my great great grandfather there was a diary and he worked with God. and he even though he was not Creole he was invited to God's wedding which was unusual because usually the French Creole didn't want anything to do with the Americans and my great grandfather was a Scotch wow. immigrant but um the story the the two things and then Francis Parkinson Keys bought the house later the writer and. When she died, she had a little Cocker Spaniel and, uh, named Lucky. And Lucky died just a few days later. I guess he was grieving. You know, animals are well, like that. Uh-huh. And uh, people have seen Lucky in the house, and they've also seen him playing with a cat. And Burry God's children had a cat for a pet. So they think that, wow. that was Burry God's children. The other connection with that that's really a strange thing, uh, several Italian grocer or food importers owned the house at one time and back in the early 1900s uh, the mafia then was known as the black hand and there were mm-hmm. a whole series of murders of called the axe man murders and they were all Italian grocers never, none of them were ever solved they went on for several years and the grocer would be killed in his bed at night the doors would be locked no one could figure out how they got in there and they were killed with an axe and then the murder stopped, and they don't know whether the man went to prison for something else, but he was never caught. But they were all Italian grocers who died. So, wow. had- And one of the, the ghost oh. stories, also, one of the Sicilian gentlemen in the house had a rival, and he, there was a gunfight on his back porch that was early 1900s, and he killed three of his rivals and wounded the fourth one. And oh. They're wow. supposed. To, they're seen roaming around the house. It has tons and tons of ghosts. The other one is a uh, Paul Murphy, the chess player. As a child, he was a just a prodigy chess player, and then as an adult, he became strange and was committed to a mental hospital. And he's seen roaming around there and playing chess with his grandfather. But, seriously like this so
0: New Orleans basically is a hub of ghosts you know oh, the yes. spirits All right. of the past and present get to meet and, and this, you know and the voodoo side of it I mean that I mean New Orleans is known for the voodoo side
4: mm-hmm. of, and of most life. of them are just sort of looking after the place kind of keeping, yeah. them, just like with the, the host Caretakers. and stuff, bed and breakfast they, they just it was their home and they love it and they want to stay there and they want to see it taken care of. Mm. And animals, when you mentioned about the cats, so often animals seem to be more sensitive than people. Oh, maybe yeah. Because they're more accepting. But they cats especially mm. see they things. Got the vibes. Yeah. Yeah, they feel the vibrations. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Wow. So this—that's right. it. So everyone, I don't know about alligator ghosts, you know, because you probably have them. Oh, I have, I have. I uh, have
3: stories of about three or four more ghosts that live at Lloyd Hall. If we have time to slip to one in,
0: all right, slip one in. Come on, we want to hear no, it. Right. No gators, though, okay. right? I don't think you get gators a there,
3: dude. <laughs> there was a Union soldier named Harry who uh, stayed at Lloyd Hall uh, much during the uh, Civil War. <clears throat> and he and fell in love with a Southern girl and <clears throat> came time for the war to get, get close to the end. He, he deserted the union army and actually hid in Lloyd hall because he did not want to go back North. Uh, he wanted mm-hmm. to stay in the South and marry, marry this beautiful uh, young uh, Southern girl. But uh the Union soldiers, when they were searching for him, did uncover him on the third floor of uh, Lloyd Hall oh. plantation, where he was shot and killed. Oh. Oh, now, okay. Harry Harry was a violin player, and they say even today. And I and I actually talked with some guests who stayed at Lloyd Hall, and they stayed in the main house in one of the big suites, and they said very late at night they could hear. A violin playing ever so softly on the front oh. porch. I love and, it. And and, uh, and and you know, I know this because this happened to me talking to these guests. And I said, "Oh my God, Harry was there!" And of course, I had to mm. tell them a story about Harry. <laughs> and then then they were ready to go. <laughs> I bet, but you wow. know,
0: you know, if you know, it's funny because we have this term "life everlasting." So why is it such a big Absolutely. surprise that people it don't is. really go away? Huh. Right,
3: right. No, well, there wow. was also a slave uh, uh, named Sally Boston who actually did the cooking there at Lloyd Hall mm-hmm. for the family. And <clears throat> Sally's uh, ghost is is alive and well there. Miss Beulah Davis, who is the caretaker and the tour guide there at Lloyd Hall, and and you girls will remember Miss Beulah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, she in, and Sally Boston are on first name basis because they see uh, the vision of of Sally just kind of floating down that that suspended staircase. But along with Sally comes the, the odor of cooking food because she was the cook. And Beulah has told me many times, she says, sometimes I'll be in this house working by myself, and I know I'm the only one here. And she said, I can smell the food that Miss Sally was cooking. Wow, so, that's, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I know, they're there, they're there. That's, and that's then the, cool. the my last little story is about Inez and Inez was the niece of the owners of Lloyd Hall. And uh, she actually jumped from the third floor uh, to her death after she oh. was uh, jilted at the altar. And uh, oh. she played the piano. And that's mm. another that people can hear the piano playing um, mm. when the sign is, is present Uh even the people that stay in the bed and breakfast units, which are the outbuildings that that are accompanying this plantation home, they can they can hear the piano music even out wow. in the outbuildings. Yeah. She wow. needs to so, get
0: together with the violin player. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, hey, you
0: never go. know. Well, well, you guys, you have so many. You know, I want to go back to the cemeteries and things. And you were talking about, you know, people dying of yellow fever. And uh, going back to earlier, I was talking about Manny and going out because we are following the El Camino Real de los Tejas National Historic Trail from Nacogdoches to Nacogdoches, um, Texas. Um, goes through Toledo Bend, through Manny, all of that area, and then down through San Antonio to Mexico. But um, we went to this tiny cemetery that is, mm. it is off the beaten path, but it is on the trail. And there were all these tiny little crosses for graves, Mm. unmarked, no one. Mm. And so that's what we were figuring. It was yellow fever or something like that that Mm. probably took, you know, communities and children and no one knows. And somebody's putting those little crosses there. So did that kind of if it hit like Alexander, do you think it went all the way through to like through the whole region?
3: At that it point. It did. The I, yellow yeah. fever epidemic did cover yeah. the whole region. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's gotta be, you know, there's gotta be visiting people from that too, you know? So uh, I'm not being callous. I, I mean, I'm just thinking oh. because I, when we were there, it, it, I mean, when you go to a cemetery, it kind of reminds you of life and death, right? Obviously, but it's kind of, you know, when you see those, um, it, it, I'll
3: have to it, do a little investigating about some of the uh, ghost stories uh, in our historic cemeteries. I'm sure mm. the people who, who who care for the cemeteries can tell us mm. some mm-hmm. hair-raising mm-hmm. stories, I'm sure.
0: Mm. Very cool. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us here on our Jefferson Highway Association podcast. Again, we're here every fourth Thursday. I'm going to go back and and chat with you all before we go Arlene um, in closing on this everyone nakedish.com all the links that we're talking about website links are in the show notes uh, but Arlene in closing any other stories you
1: want to share or anything else I know I, I invite all your listeners to come in and, 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 and find some ghost stories of their own and, and share them with us <laughs> because <laughs> we know they're out there we know that they're out there Mm.
0: Um, do you think Carolyn Dorman like haunts Briarwood I think uh, she does
1: I think her spirit is there I don't think she I do wants too. it but I think that there's a spirit there you know mm. yeah I think yeah, she has I good
2: reason good. to because she said yeah, she huh? wouldn't be buried under a tree and she's not I went visit the <laughs> grave and she really
4: not. oh yeah. see. <laughs>
0: That's a good go.
1: reason to come back mm-hmm. and haunt somebody for not That's following great. her, her, her last wishes. Wow. And, oh. Now um, yeah, thank you all yeah. very much for having us on tonight. And uh, again, thank you, thank for, you know, for up. all your Jefferson Highway listeners, uh, we hope that they have safe travels and exploring and discovering the Jefferson Highway from Winnipeg, Canada and trekking down to Louisiana and to come visit us right. here in Louisiana.
0: And everyone, jeffersonhighway.org is a website, um, and also they have an awesome Facebook group. I've learned so much history oh. from this Facebook group, and it seems that there's going to be some rally that goes through as well um, through your area. Yes, uh,
1: prior to the uh, conference that starts on Wednesday at the Hotel Bentley in Alexandria on April 24th, we're going to start a sociability run in Shreveport on Monday. Um, so, um, be on the lookout and check the Facebook page for Jefferson Highway and find out some more details. So, uh, we're hoping Monday night overnight in Shreveport and go to the American Rose Center and. Hopefully, oh, cool. trip over to the municipal auditorium. Uh, Elvis isn't there, though. His spirit's got to there. have some ghosts. Elvis left the building. He. Yeah. I done. heard
4: that story <laughs> when I was up there. But there's yeah. got to be some ghosts in that building. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, sure. that's, so that's kind of oh. on tap. And then on Tuesday night, they'll be coming to Natchitoches. And there's there's got to be ghosts
4: at the fort. fort.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? At the fort, how many how many uh, French French ghosts they might have at the uh, Fort Saint John Baptiste. So mm. but we're looking forward to it, you know. Um got a few months, you know, to plan and hopefully some people can make plans to join us. So Oh I love it. Fair. So Shane, they're welcome. gonna come visit you at yeah, the come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
0: Come on, yeah. to yeah, Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Arlene and Shane. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing Isabella's story. I mean, wow. And the photo of her. Well, I'm going to put the link. There's a story about her. I'll put the link up in the show notes for everyone so you can see her photo too. I mean, it's like even the photo of her. She looks blue, you know, like she she looks, she looks ghostly, but, um, (laughs) yeah, it reminds me of the song, The Long Black Veil. Uh, yeah yeah
2: yeah, very i mean there are certainly some some parallels there for sure but happy to to share that it's such a fascinating story and Mm. you know it's 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 still evolving there are things that are still happening to to keep it alive that that that's why i I find it so so fun you know because
0: universities have those stories i mean it's like we were in madison wisconsin and they have pink flamingos and that's a whole other crazy story just look up the pink flamingos of Madison. Uh, at yeah. uh, the university over there, because crazy, they like create this hill of flaming. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's a whole crazy story, it's but crazy. But it's part of the history, and I think that universities and colleges have to have that fun aspect, which builds community sure. spirit. And do you yeah. think she kind of brought people together at the, you know at the and still at, bringing people
1: together? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, I think so. I think that's, I think that's how it sort of got started was, you know, these originally, you know, the, these women who first came to the institution before, you know, men started coming, you know, they're from all over the state and they're there and it's like, okay, we're, we're here. What do we do? And, you know, they start telling these stories and that's something that still happens on college campuses uh
3: you know they're whispering yeah
2: yeah, the (laughs) urban legends the the, you know that that start these conversations a lot of them are around uh warnings and safety ways to sort of scare students into making sure that they're behaving uh you know that they're doing what they're supposed to do while they're so apple
0: pieing the beds means nothing now like you know (laughs) That doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, that was so it's baby. All history. I mean, this is what makes history come alive. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, in Natchitoches, they don't apple pie your bed. They meat pie your bed. Meat just pie, that's right. Ah, oh, that was so lame. That was lame. And everybody, if you go to Natchitoches, you must have a meat pie if you eat meat. That's fantastic. Um, but thank you yeah. so much, Shane. And Miss Shirley, it is always good to hear your voice. And we hope to see you real uh-huh. soon. And Thank you for Thank all the you. fabulous ghost stories. My gosh, Lloyd Hall, really, you th- th- there's stuff over mm. there. I'm just telling you, Nancy and I went there and things got yeah. like, yeah, there's things. There's, I'm That's just saying, really cool. th- it's super cool. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you. so much. And everyone, yeah. again, uh, let me advise the
3: two of you to come to the Jefferson Highway Annual Conference uh, in April in 2024. We would Everybody love to has. have you. Oh,
0: we, we want to come, you know, you, listen. If we, if, we'll sign you up. We want to go. We want to go to the conference and, and it's open for, um, you know, travelers who are interested, historians. Um, Absolutely. really the, the conferences are fun, informative. There's like, you know, the car rally. No, it's, I call it a car rally, the sociability run, which is really right. an old school term. That's what they called it back in the day. Um, that That's is happening right. as well. So check that out. But, um go to alexandriapineville.la.com and then for Katie uh Kathleen Walls uh go for her ghost books her ghost story books and all our books go to mm. katywalls.com that's k a t y uh Katie great stories man i had no idea she she's got like she told me she's got a couple uh, stories but hey man i think apparently you know <laughs> it's like fun all the researching books. them
4: just more fun researching them i think than anything else Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. I- I
0: think you yep. have to go to Natchitoches in central Louisiana again. I think you for a trip. I'm just saying.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: You're overdue to come back.
4: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've been there, but I loved it and I do want to come back. See? Come I know. You got to go. You got to go.
0: It's Love cool. To have you. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Again, JeffersonHighway.org and keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. We want to thank Natchitoches Convention and Visitor Bureau for being a very cool supporter of this show, making it possible. So Natchitoches.com, N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com is how it is done. Thank you all for joining us.
3: (laughs)
4: Thanks for having us. Enjoyed meeting all of you.